Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the show. Here I am. It's Nikki Glazer. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. Thank you all for being so patient uh, over these last couple of weeks when I have been recovering from vocal cord surgery, which I just learned was spelled C-O-R-D and not C-H-O-R-D. I was thinking it was all musical. I've been embarrassed in many text messages thus far. Yeah, you just think vocal cord, you ch, oof, and it's not gonna autocorrect you. So I've been looking like a real <gasps> dum dum. Oh, no. um, but so I am. Um, this is maybe the third week or second or third week that I've been um, not doing the daily podcast. So I appreciate all y'all, all y'all's patience in not having a daily podcast. You know I miss it so much. You know that. You know, this is before, this is pre-op, as we've covered last week. Um, so I don't know what my mental state is going to be uh, as I talk right now, but I'm guessing that I've already started finding some way to communicate and put out content on my Instagram or on our social uh, to get, you know, because I'm probably going crazy in my own head. Or I've probably completely jeopardized the healing process and started uh, doing daily podcasts. So My money's on that. 
Yeah. <laughs> My money is on you'll be talking uh, by by Friday. Andrew Collin is in St. Louis. I'm in Boston awaiting surgery that will be happening tomorrow. Um, Noah is in New York still. And we have uh, Anya, who is uh, Anya Marina, uh, who did our theme song. And you've heard on the show many times before. My best friend, singer, songwriter. Anya Marina is visiting us from New York. How is it going, everyone? So good. I can't believe it's the last time we're going to hear that sweet, sweet voice for a while. This little crackly, crumble voice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do today with it. I can see why you spell chords with an H because it, it looks and feels like a little raspy. Like the H is like, chord. Ah, yeah. <laughs> My chords are going to not have an H afterwards. Right. I wonder but what you'll before. sound like. Yeah, I, I wonder if it will sound like that. Like, even Noah noticed that in my earlier stand up, my yeah. voice does sound a lot different. I will say that there was a, uh, there's a lot of clips that are being posted from different like meme accounts and stand up clip accounts of my past stand up. Thank you for putting those out there. All those people that are doing that without my permission, please keep doing it because I don't do it. Um, mm. And I really sound like this. Like it'll sound like this, but it's also because it's going very fast and they change the frequency of it and they speed it up so that they don't get copyrighted because oh. um, so that's what's happening there. So that's why I sound like Monica on uh, season five of Friends where she talked like this and she was always just like, Chandler, come on, we need to go here. <laughs> like all of a sudden season five of Friends, Chandler's voice changed and Monica's changed and is really annoying. And if you listen back on repeat episodes you will find that on tbs tv land I, I don't even think that's a network anymore they really speed it up so that they can fit in one more commercial so they speed it up slightly and that's why everyone talks a little bit faster when you hear all of the different uh reruns of these shows because they speed it up a oh. fraction and in that time they save 30 seconds and they make you know a half a million dollars or whatever the hell it is in, in ad sales so if you're wondering why shows like big bang theory or two and a half men sound really fast they're fitting in more ads. And every um, like comment is like, you know, I love the material, but this bitch's voice, can you believe, she oh sounds God. like a rat dying, like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like this. It sounds like I'm Wiggy <laughs> from um, Crystal season of The Bachelor, which is one of the best impressions I could ever do, but it didn't really work out because I want to be a mom. And like, I, mean, I her jokes aren't bad. Her jokes aren't bad. Yeah, they're it's, not it's bad. Like, it's, it's her just voice. Like, yeah, it's you just know? like, um, you know, my mom's an alcoholic. I don't like to say she's an alcoholic, but I was say she's a shop alcoholic because she's addicted to buying alcohol. Next joke. That's good Thank writing. That's good writing for yeah. sure. Um, I honestly, voice. yeah. Um, but I but was yeah, listening to your bit, or I was listening to a show from I think 2018, and I was struck by how different you sound even then. It was the Luigi joke about Luigi going down on you and you being like, he wants it. Come on. It's so yeah. well, funny. I was horny when were... I told that joke, so my voice changes <laughs> when I get turned on when I'm talking about jokes like that. Um, yeah, there's a dog licking her butthole. <laughs> Yeah, I'm describing my dog going down on me. That joke was, even I go back and go, what's going on there? You did Um, like 20 minutes on that. I know. It was 20 solid (laughs) minutes, too. Matt was dying. He's like, this is insane. People just can't believe. I started banging my special with 20 minutes of a blowjob joke. And then I started this last special with um, me going down on my parents. Like, it's really (laughs) weird that my favorite things to talk about are things that I truly have never like you would suspect that i would be someone that was like it was there all along she was telling us the whole time uh, yeah, kind that of she thing was blowing yes. her dog. yeah yeah like if you look we were chris and i were just talking about someone who if you go through their history of oh army hammer have you guys seen the new um 
House of Hammer documentary. I haven't watched oh, it yet, no. but yes, I know what you're I talking about. I want to. About. Want so to. in the first episode, it's really good. Makes uh, me hungry. The, um, it's really, what do you mean, why? <laughs> he eats bonnies, doesn't oh, he? Oh, God. Listen, that <laughs> is not, <laughs> was such I had a to Julie watch it. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you didn't watch it yet, Anya. You were the one texting me about it. I just saw the trailer. I sent you the trailer. What? <laughs> <laughs> Julie Glazer's coming like, out. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm having Julie taken out oh, tomorrow, goddammit. Yeah, your Listen, Julie's going to be worse. I watched no. that freaking documentary because I thought you'd seen it. You're texting me going, Listen, I saw that. Because yeah, Anya texted me and she goes, I, I guess you said I'm watching the trailer. I missed that part. But she says I'm watching the House of Hammer thing. And these text messages that he sends these girls, I'm thinking Nikki would be so turned on by them. Because <laughs> honestly, you guys, I put on the documentary and I was... Can we have an the, example? I had to put down okay, it's a like, trash bag to sit on because the couch was going to get ruined. I was it's so It's like, boring. I want you to be holes. I just want you to tie you up, sit there, I and you're just going to be holes. I want you to be tied up in public and have everyone use you, and you have no say in it. Like, it was about, like, just, like, I'm having like, this a, is her love language. <laughs> I'm not joking you. I was so turned on. And then it gets to be, like, I'm 100% cannibal. I want to cook you. I want to rape you. Oh, like, it gets yeah, too progressive hot. very quickly. Very um, inappropriate, and I mean, this guy is an alleged rapist. I mean, you uh, the way he you learn about love bombing, you learn about just lying. The the way he it, it's it's fascinating because I think it just gives girls and guys a good perspective on how this happens. How girls kind of see a guy that hits on them in their DMs. He's a family man. He they Google him. He has a family and kids and then how they go kind of like, "No, well this this is weird. He's kind of like hitting on me, but it's not that clear." And then how he then lies and says we've been separated, you know, like how the whole thing works because I think a lot of times guys I've heard and girls who cannot relate to falling for a man who is married, who falling for a man who says, "I want to bite I want to bite you." I want to uh he left some girl a note that she was already in love with him. They had spent hours on the phone together and he leaves. He goes to her apartment creepily when she's not in town and leaves her a note that says, I'm going to something with I want to bite you in half or something like that. And when in the context of all of this, this is the first time he's shown that kind of side. She's just like, oh, he wants to devour me. He what you know, us watching are like, what the fuck? These girls are so fucked up. Please, when you watch this, be with an open mind of like. You don't know what it's like. You don't know these girls' experience coming into these relationships. This like kind of judgment, I think, that they get from A, going for a guy who clearly is married and might be lying about that. But even so, they like leave your judgment at home. And really, um, I was um, I got a DM once from from someone Yes. Who uh, mentioned rope bondage and uh, who was a famous person that I was like, oh my God, is this person like I saw a blue check mark? I'm like, is this one of those fake blue check marks where they like do an emoji in their name? You know, like there's that emoji that looks blue mm-hmm. yeah. and can kind of trick the Turkish you. Turkish eye. I yes. Think. Yeah. Yes. You were using it for years. And so, yeah, well, you know. it worked out. It was good luck. I got a new, I actually got one. You got it. Bre- bre- yeah, I had to break it. Brenna. Brenna is blind. I think so you piss thought- on it. It's good luck. <laughs> had to turn that phone in. Okay. But I remember getting a DM from someone very famous and going, "Oh my god!" Like 
I know who this is. This can't be the real person. It's probably just the fake name and a fake emoji. And then I looked into it, has millions of followers. And then I was like, oh my God, this is the person. And they were talking suggestively about um, sexual stuff, but not ex- ex- impl- not saying they want to do anything with me, um, but just putting it out there. And I knew that I could pick up that rope and have them tie me up with it if I wanted to. <laughs> but um, I did it because I was a little bit older and knew that you also hate I don't want to get involved with a person with what? <laughs> you hate Home Depot. I, well, I he brings these girls to hardware no, he stores. No. Yes, what? I swear to God. So he was talking to this Kinda one girl hot, for a while. It's manly. And she is, you know, he just met her at a bar in Dallas. I think he was visiting and she's just a a business owner in Dallas. Sweet girl. And she meets him at this bar. They hit it off. They start talking on the phone for hours and hours. Finally, you know, he's separated from his wife. It's like announced in the papers and everything. And then she goes to L.A. to visit and he convinces convinces her to go to Palm Springs with him. And they go up there and they go, you know, after a couple nights, it's just it's heaven. She's like, he's all over me. He's so attentive. He's so loving. He's so like lovey dovey, like hand on my lat, like leg constantly, like holding my hand, like all these things. When you're a woman watching this going like, yep, I would be, I would do anything. Once this famous hot guy is showing me all this attention. I'm just a business owner from Dallas. I'm like, how is this celebrity scooping me up out of nowhere? This guy that has Oscar buzz from Call Me By Your Name. Like, he's successful. He's handsome. He's rich. He's all these things. He's a good father, seemingly. Um, And then they go to the hardware store on, like, the third day. And she's like, he's talked about rope bondage, and she's just, like, not into it. But he, she knows it's, like, something he's really into. And, you know, we all kind of make, uh, ex- you know, uh, what's you want to be open-minded and game, yeah. GGG, yes. as they say. <laughs> yeah, GG. Uh, g- what is it? Uh, g- game. Uh, yeah. What's his I name? Um. Uh, Dan Savage. Dan Savage coined it. It's GGG. Uh, giving. G- I forget it. Oh, no, yeah, will you yeah. do Google GGG against Dan Savage because it is a good little acronym that <laughs> Anya and I are both really strong. <laughs> You're right. With. Giving game and it's probably you sound like quagmire. Gastrointestinal issues are not working that day. That's sound like when I come. It's good giving and game. Get off me. Wait, what is it? Good giving and game. Good oh, yeah. giving in game. Yeah, like the, you just want to be GGG and so, or Gigi Hadid. Uh, you want to look like her because she just looks like she's good giving in game. <laughs> and um, and having G-forces applied to her face in the opposite direction. So they go to the hardware store and she's kind of just like, oh God, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it, you know. And they're out of rope and she's like, yes! <sighs> like she's so happy. So he's been there before. Yeah. Like, again? <laughs> again, ARMY? This They're like a- we only have so much rope. <laughs> like what are you uh, making? Palm Springs. What are you making out there? He's oh like, my god! Uh, it's put in the deck. You know the deck is almost ready. Yeah. They're like rope for the deck. Really? Do you? Have-? He's like, oh, just the pulleys and the levers. You know, there's lots of that. Yeah, I'm doing an ancient style. Yeah, yeah. a lot of pulleys and. <laughs> um. Do you know how the, the you know the the Egyptians did the pyramids? And they're like, no, we don't. That's still a mystery. He's like, well, it's we're doing well. So is this? So, so what you do is you tie up ninety worry. women and then you and use them as weight <laughs> to pull up a rock to make my new house. I am not wanting to make jokes about this documentary no, because it is grisly. And the then the second episode gets into yeah, oh, it's episodic. How yeah, many there's episodes? three, I believe. And Jen, oh, my boy. assistant, has watched um, the last two. I watched one and two. Um, and it just gets into his family and how this kind of, 
you know, abuse of women and uh, like it's it's uh, generational and it's passed down and it's like they kind of showed how to treat women and um, but he is a monster. And I just want everyone listening, if you aren't going to watch the documentary, please do not partake in Army Hammer jokes about him being a cannibal and how ha 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 he's going to eat you. This is so far beyond that. And people need to know that this man allegedly raped his ex-girlfriend, um, tied her up, uh, this woman he was seeing for a while, tied her up one night. She didn't want to do it, but she was kind of like, okay, he pretty much what they discover is that he, he, uh, dates these women who don't really understand BDSM culture and neither does he because he uses BDSM as an excuse to get away with really abusing these women and having it be like, well, that's what it is. It's like I get off on you crying and telling me to stop and then I essentially keep going and that's, that's my kink. That's my thing. And and that's BDSM. Last night was so amazing. And she goes, it wasn't. I was crying and I did not like it. And he was like, you crawling away from me, crying on the ground made me feel so powerful. You saying no, I want like, and so I, bet I just want to so say this common. is so about rape. It's not about cannibalism. That is just a, that is so what he would want this narrative to be. Cause he has an excuse of like, I was just saying fantasy things. Those were just texts. This is about rape and if you yeah. look into it, it is don't just please don't if people are making army hammer cannibal jokes, ruin the mood of the dinner that you're at by saying, do you know, he actually raped his girlfriends. And because that's what I've been doing for years now, um, because it's just such a joke. I think that sometimes these so things can crazy. turn into jokes. Yeah, It could just be it's so outlandish that it doesn't hit people. Yeah. That. Even though he admitted to cutting a deer's heart out and eating <gasps> its um, heart it's beating heart like warm mm. from its body and that's how much he loves flesh and he is 100 percent a cannibal he's he says he's never admitted to anyone let me just say you can say all of these things in a te- text you you can lie you can say that that maybe is a fantasy of yours if you do it it's a different thing um and i don't see any difference between cutting a deer's heart out and eating it and eating animals so that to me doesn't really bother me but what i'm saying is that he really does have these tendencies, I believe, to eat people and want to like. And he he used to bite these girls. There's bite marks everywhere. He thought it was like a sign of like, I love you so much, and yeah. you're wearing. And these girls even convince themselves like, he wants to mark me because I'm his. But then you know this one girl he's dating. All of a sudden she sees in the tabloids that he's on a date with Rumor Willis, and he's got his arm around her in a way. And she goes, I zoomed in on his hand on her like, you know, hip, and it was just the way he touches me, and it was just. I mean, that to me was just so devastating to to see on like Perez Hilton, the guy that you're in love with, like doing the same things with someone else. It must be devastating. So anyway, do you recommend this documentary? Yes, I do. I do. Because I want people to I will say that there is one victim, Effie, who was the original one that that started putting out um, screenshots of their DMs. This is the one that um, later hired Gloria Allred and accused him of rape and um all these things and she later showed her face at first she was all anonymous through Gloria Allred she was Jane Doe and then she came out as herself and is on tape and is very brave and um, she has said though that the documentary um, seems to be I don't know these are her words glamorizing what happened making it uh, sensationalizing it and she's saying that the producers of the documentary essentially are doing the same thing that Army did to her of like when she says no they kept going Mm -hmm. so I will say Maybe look into that before you watch it, but just do a little bit more digging on this guy than has he you come out think. and apologized like a full on apology at all? 
Or, no. I mean, you know what, Andrew? Do you remember that whole story about him working as a um, a timeshare uh, manager? When we were down there? Yeah. No, not when we were down there. So we were in the Cayman Islands, and Army Hammer was there. And this he's was before... Yeah. yeah, he's from there. Uh, mm-hmm. Or his family moved there, because they're super rich, and that's where you go when you want to hide money. Um, so he grew up there a lot. He was, I think, born in L.A., but um, he... So I think like probably four months ago or less than that, it came out that he was selling timeshare (laughs) timeshares. And it's true. He really was. At first it came out. It was a fake store. It came out. Everyone was like, he's selling timeshare. That's so weird. Then it was like, that's a fake story. And then someone was like, no, it's, it's actually real. He was selling timeshares. He's been cut out of the family fortune. He can't get acting jobs anymore. And he he was selling timeshares and he was selling timeshares at the resort that no. we stayed at, the Moritz oh in Cayman, God. which is, if you've been there, it is not a luxury place. No. It's really kind of Now not, I feel bad for the guy. I, I mean, in a way, I, there was <laughs> that in my head. That's how yeah. shitty it was. Um, but He does anyway. jet ski rentals too, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go parasailing with him. The rope, oh, actually, you can trust him. He knows how to work a rope. Um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say before we go to break that I really would love everyone to check out a song that I've talked about on the podcast before by The Natural Lines, which is Anya's boyfriend Matt um Pond. He is my tour manager and he is Anya's fiance. Sorry, not boyfriend, fiance. fiance. And he has a new song out. And I really respect Matt for doing what he did, which is he went from being Matt Pond PA, which was his band name or his like name. Yeah. His band name. And he went from that to the natural lines. And what was this decision to shift into a completely different, um, like I, it reminds me of what I'm trying to do in terms of like completely rebranding. I think he had been toying with the idea and then he got signed by his dream record label. Simon Raymond from the Cocteau twins has a label and he has like John or father, John Misty and, Beach House and all these amazing bands, and they're based in the UK. And he floated the idea to Matt about changing the name. And Matt was like, I've kind of always toyed with it, but really, do you think? And so the label was fully on board. So then they went with it. But it is so scary to completely change So your scary. He's already like, I've lost followers. I don't think people know that like I changed my Instagram. And they're like, who is this guy all of a yeah. sudden? Mm-hmm. It is such a risk. It's like, can you imagine just starting over? What would your name well, be that's if you just started why I wanna- over? Well, uh, that's why I'm trying to decide opposite. it. Like they go from a band name to then their own name. It's right. not usually the other right. way around. I remember Dave Matthews saying he regretted making that decision as a young man to go with Dave Matthews. Just Dave Matthews Band. Also, Matt was like, I don't, it's not just about me. It's like all these other people I collaborate with. So it feels correct to make it a band. Yeah. Well, The Natural Lines is the new band. Please compensate for the lack of followers he has now because people just thought all of a sudden they got a new, you know, sometimes you just (laughs) start following someone. You're like, how did this happen? How did the YouTube record get on my phone? Yes. So, um, yes, exactly. So follow The Natural Lines. The new song, The Problem Is Me, is so freaking good. I cannot stop singing it. I sing it all the time. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. I hope everyone listens to it. it. It might not be for you, but at least give it a listen and I bet it will be called The Problem Is Me by The Natural Lines. I would really love you to support um, him. He is just such a good musician and has helped me a lot um, musically along with Anya. But like it is, we'll go to break now, but I do want to talk about um, with Anya a little bit about what it's like to like figure out when you're an artist, even Andrew too, like 
You struggled also with your identity as an artist when you started out. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we get back with Anya Marina PA. (laughs) (laughs) Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother – All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. 
that personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Uh, it is our weekly episode while I'm recovering from vocal cord surgery. Um, we talked about Anya's boyfriend rebranding like 20 years into his career, maybe more, right? I mean, this is a huge deal. This isn't just like a, a persona he's taking. He's doing a ban on the side, like Ziggy Stardust. Like, I'm just going to... This is a, a dramatic shift. Matt P- Pompier is no longer. He is now the natural lines. When you were coming up, Anya, one of my favorite stories about you finding your voice... As you were in your car trying to figure out, like, what do I sound like? Remember that? Yeah. I was listening to Liz Fair's record, Exile in Guyville, and I had a little tape recorder, like those little handheld things. And I was just like, I want to be a singer. I had just seen Liz Fair perform live with Jewel opening the show. Jewel was an unknown, and Jewel was so funny and telling all these stories and playing songs all alone on stage, captivating a sold-out crowd in San Francisco at the Warfield. And I was like... I want to do that. Like, this is what I want to do. But I don't have a voice like Jewel, who was like the Adele of the time. And Liz, Had you written a song before? Did you play guitar at this point? I had written like little song sketches, kind of like little, you know, like one minute long things or like little, but not really. I was just in my car singing into this recorder because Liz Fair had a very imperfect voice at the time. And I was like, that's probably what I want to sound like. More yeah, it's like, kind of like, like, it's kind of like, she kind of sounds like she's got an attitude all the time. Like a jean jacket came I alive. thought it but sounded I like it. someone talking, like if, yes. if I'm talking like this and then I want to break into a song, I don't want to sound completely different, you know, like I <laughs> yeah. want to yeah. sound like, I have heard all over the place. That's how she sounds. It's like, yes, not too far from talking voice. So I was like, I want to be that. I don't want to be singer songwriter kind of. Thing. Yeah. So then I was just playing around and I, man, that tape is probably filled with so much t- embarrassing stuff. Experimental. Like, I just was like doing a head voice and then a chest voice. And then finally I hit something. I'm like that, 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 that's it. Like somewhere in yeah. there, I keep honing that and. I don't know what it was, but it's probably similar to what I, my singing well, it's voice is. Now. All I talk about with my mm-hmm. vocal coach is like what she's going to really help me. The one that discovered the nodes on my throat and had this whole thing, this all happened. Uh, my friend Amy, she um, she's going to help me find that voice because it is. I've been doing a new bit on stage and I kind of want help with it. But it's about how I don't think people realize um, if they're not singers or not attempting to be like. 
you don't just it's rare that you just start singing and that like that's the way your voice sounds and that's the way it's i mean broadway has a certain like if you're singing like this like very articulate and everything's like this uh -huh. and then there's like, I like that. Hey, you sound great <laughs> yeah it's like i got up I in the morning well, and what i did you went, do? like yeah what well, did you do you could get. <laughs> I'm really into And it. I put on my pink wig Whoa. and I said hello to the birds outside and then I started to sing. Whoa. Like, so there's Man. that. And then, like you're saying, it's there's like day. the head voice of like, if I'm singing up, like, singing up here is like a, like a falsetto, like in your nose. And then there's like down here. I mean, when you choose your voice, it doesn't just come out of your head. Sometimes it does. So I was trying to think of a bit about. Um, and I did it, uh, I think I tried it, maybe I didn't try it in Vegas, but about um, Neil Young, I'm like, I want us all to like, I just want to bring up Neil Young and be like, you know, it, for instance, Neil Young, like, I don't think you guys give a lot of thought to like how much goes into a singing voice and how weird singing can be. Because Neil Young is like, he was just like a rocker and he talks like this, man. I mean, if you've ever heard Neil Young, he's kind of like, has a ponytail, he's just like a dude. And the first time Neil Young sat his friends down and was like, guys, I have like a song. Do you guys want to hear? And they're like, Neil fucking, yeah. yes, you've been playing guitar. You rock out. You have so much passion about like the Vietnam War. Let's like hear it, dude. Let's fucking rock. And he's like, here it goes. Well, I went into a meadow crying and I thought about the bees. And they were like, is this the old woman in the shoe? Why do you sound like what Susan Boyle sounds like? What, what's going? Neil Young, that voice. I remember the first time I heard Neil Young's voice. It was just in my parents' car. I did not know it was a man. And yeah. then when I, matching it, you go, it, but you don't question it because you grow up with Neil Young. You don't question that that had to have been that was jarring. A choice, yeah. To sing like this and whiny, cause I'm dreaming up. Like that's not a man. Rocking like, in the free world. Rock, he he does do some rock voice, yes. doesn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know him well enough. But think about I'm so thinking many of with singers. No yeah. That just had to come out. I mean, I've talked about Bob Dylan before, like singing like this. And I mean, he kind of talks like that too. Eddie Vedder does like kind of talk like this. And Dave <laughs> Matthews sounds like he sings. But a lot of people, you got to like make, uh, like, even when Halsey sings like this, and she's a little baby, and she's talking like this, and she's me. <laughs> like, she had to decide to sing like a. A little bit of a like a little baby with big old lips and but everyone has at some point we can talk about Selena Gomez on Only Murders in the Building because she does talk like this and this is her speaking voice which actually is a little bit more like deep like this like yours is almost like too high because it's almost like this and what's her singing voice like I kind of it's the same Andrew it's oh. like, hello, I I'm had right to lose you to love me. <laughs> but how this, much of it is, is having Gomez's a specific voice? voice. Like, too. it doesn't matter how good it is. Like, there's millions of singers that just sound pitch perfect, and no one gives a fuck. Well, it's not about, like, everyone pretty much sounds pitch perfect. I'm saying, like, there are singers that sound like, it, no matter what you sing, like, you have to make a choice, whether the choice is not to make a choice. You know, like, if I'm just singing, like, the way I talk, like, sometimes when I would be in my voice lesson, and Anya, I'm sure I'm just, like, repeating things, you you should be talking about this more than me, but because I'm getting into the logistics of it, sometimes I would be singing a line like, um, um, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, like, uh, she's so lucky, she's a star, but she cries and cries in her lonely heart thinking, and I would be like, okay, well, my voice teacher would go, hold on, 
we're just getting away from it now because you're just singing it and you're just repeating the way you've heard it your whole life, mm-hmm. Britney Spears singing it. She was like, what if you just say that, those words? And I'm like, she's so lucky. She's a star, but she cries and cries in her lonely heart. And she goes, okay, now sing it like that. Like that is a good practice of oh, like, oh, I love that. And then you go, she's so lucky. She's a star, but she cries and cries in her, like, and then it br- brings out this emotion. Sometimes you got to take the lyrics because the lyrics get separated from what you're really trying to say, especially if it's a song that you've only heard sung. Um, I found that that was an interesting technique, but I'm really excited to figure out because my voice can, and so can yours, Anya. I mean, your impressions are uncanny. I feel like. You can do so many different. You could have chosen so many different singing styles in terms I, of how your voice is. I wish I could. I I wish I had more control. I cannot belt stuff out. Like Nikki can imitate anybody singing wise. I cannot. My 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 dentist once told me I have the larynx of an eight year old boy, <laughs> and he knew that because his circumference of his dick. <laughs> He's like, it does, it I was like, what do you mean? What do you yeah, mean, that was sure. so creepy. It's yeah. very specific. Yeah, yeah it was right odd. But he said my larynx is particularly small, which kind of made me feel better because I've struggled with like, I cannot belt out a song. I don't have a lot of control, which is why voice lessons help me. And I've I learned how three. to. A t- I learned a trick for belting yeah. that I'd never heard from all my voice teachers before, and I've been to four prior to this Amy girl who has changed my life, and she said. When you belt, instead of trying to put all the air behind it and push it out with air, hold your breath as you're belting, which sounds crazy, but it actually worked because I was working on this one, you know, the song August that we always play. That's like uh, the bridge is like back when we were changing for the better. Wanting was enough and to live for the hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you call. Just meet me behind the mall. So much for summer love and saying us because you weren't that mine to lose. I always struggled with the mine to lose because I was trying to put the breath behind it. But then she goes, just no, just hold your breath and still say it. And it worked. So mm. wow. you might want to try that out. But I, it blew my mind because my past voice teacher, who was an operatic voice coach, who was so ex- experienced, so, um, you know, uh, recommended. She was like, you always breath dump, Nikki, which is like, before I would say a line, I would just go like I would like um, so much for saying love and say uh, and then I would I would breathe it out before I would start saying the word. And she was like, no, you need to breath the breath to push it with your breath. And then this other coach, I go, wait, I'm supposed to hold my breath. So it, it just helped. I don't know if any people out there, if you want to try to hit notes in your car, just try to hold your breath and <laughs> sing it and not let the air out. But I am just like. Even we were talking about this last week with Andrew about um, when he first started when you're a comedian finding your voice and like how you feel ridiculous because you don't have jokes yet. Really, you don't know what you're doing. You're kind of throwing things out there. You have to like put out so much bad stuff to find the good. You got to sound bad first to find the good and to find what works. You got to like to find what works, it's so rare that someone just gets it the first time. Like, you're gonna have to sound kind of ridiculous. Andrew started out with a character, Andy Shallows, that would just do one-liners, and he had a Wookiee playing slide guitar in yeah. behind him <laughs> to just, like, and what a, what a leap that was to start that way. Yeah. It was, b- before anything else. Yeah, I, I started that, it, I don't know. I think I was so scared to just be myself up there that it gave me a, it, it was a security blanket and I also had all these like one-liners 
written, so I was like, I didn't want to just, I don't know. I and I saw Zach Galifianakis, Purple Onion. Yeah. And he Live did it the to the piano, onion. and I couldn't play piano, I couldn't play guitar, but my friend that dressed like a Wookiee, uh, normally, uh, not even as a joke, he would just, well, guess for no one else, he would wear it around town. So I was like, maybe he'd <laughs> want to do it for a reason. <laughs> it's so smart. And so I was because like, because it's yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. Like it really was a spectacle to watch, and people lost their I'm mind. Sure, seeing this Wookie, and he was like seven feet. I put big shoes on him. He was in lederhosen, and was I didn't make a joke about it. I didn't make a was, joke about it. Was there a part of you for? Because for me, I feel like I would do that because if someone didn't like it, I'd go. They didn't like the Wookie. It wasn't me. Like, oh, was yeah. there a part of it? Was that a part of it for you, or were you just trying to do something that was like? so funny in multiple ways that there was no way to fail. I guess it was a little bit of both. There was something pretty punk rock about doing something so different. Like so I was on weird. a lineup and it would be like a, like a bringer Normal show. Normal stand-ups. Yeah, and everyone's like, yeah, what do, what do you do? <laughs> They're like a Wookiee's getting dressed. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's my Wookiee. They're like, wait, what's happening? And then <laughs> well, every everyone lost it. Like people loved it. Like the owner of the improv loved it. And if I was... if. There was a moment, though, well, the Wookiee got a girlfriend, and it broke the band up because he chose her over me. <laughs> we, we were doing, uh, open, no, we were doing open mics in, in Florida for, like, three people in front of a fish tank, and he's dressed, he's sweating like crazy in the Wookiee costume for four people. Like, it's a lot to commit was, to yeah. for a little open mic, and especially when you're starting out in Florida, all the shows you, you have to him? do in the Wookiee costume. Did I pay him with compliments? That he couldn't hear because of the mask. <laughs> of course he didn't. But, but um, because Andrew wasn't getting paid, I don't think. Oh, but no, so I was it was in, he was in it for the love, yeah. and that's why he got out of it. But it's interesting because you did listen, like going into it, you, Anya, you were inspired by Liz Fair. That's what got you going. Like, okay, I like that way what she's doing. Andrew, you watch Purple Onion, uh, Zach Galifianakis, yeah. and you're like, okay, one liners, that's it. The music thing, that's it. Uh, also, you picked um you know jack handy deep thoughts and that's what led you to like oh these aren't deep thoughts these are shallow thoughts andy shallow like we're all inspired by other artists like i always say you know i am talking right now with my hands like this because i imitated sarah silverman early on like i do jennifer aniston things of like oh no ah uh, like because <laughs> yeah. i st but that's just become yeah. who i am because it's what you pick up my voice is husky because my mom it isn't because of the shape of my cords. It's not because of the damage. It's because it's almost like an accent that you have. I grew up with a mom who I admired, who had a gravelly voice, and so I mimicked it. So you pick up on the things you love, and then you can't help but, as you grow, become yourself and find out what works. And then, but in comedy, what and I, I know you've yeah. heard this a million times, it takes what they always say 10 years to find your voice. You yeah. heard that, right, Andrew? Yeah. And to, I remember Tom Segura, who is a whatever a friend of mine, who I asked before I really started doing. He goes, "It's going to take you ten years to just be yourself on stage." And I was like, yeah. "What, dude?" And like, I was like, and now it's like never more than ever. Like I am about eleven or twelve years in. The problem I have now is not doing jokes or like telling a story, and not f like like doing. But that's you, dude. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like you found yeah. it. Like you tell stories. I love that you're leaning into longer form storytelling, not just joke, 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 because you're capable of it. You've proven yeah. that. You did 10 years of doing that. And now 
you're always been a story guy. That's always been what you've gravitated towards. You collect stories. Your life is just a story magnet. <laughs> the, the amount of stories you have is insane. That's why you have a segment called Andrew's Short Story Circle Segment. Um, so I like that you, I, I want, like, not that this is the advice that, uh, this is a top, we could talk about this off camera yeah. or, you know, but like, I feel like, this is who you are like you yeah, someone so. will look at you someday and be like oh i want to tell stories that have such great jokes within it so like you, and your stories are already all worked out like and they're interesting enough that they don't need to have joke joke yes. joke 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 you know it's a different like, kind I, of laugh you get it so, is you so it's it's a little tough with the laughs because they still hit but it you know when you do a joke that da 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 ba 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 when it's buh, rolling, you buh, feel buh. like you catch a wave. Yeah, and yeah, it's a different kind of wave. And my only thing is like sometimes you get lazy within the story because you've told the same story millions of times, so you already know how this story plays in your head. So to add a tag or to add a left turn or whatever to a story you've already told is a little difficult. So you have to kind of almost step away. No, you you're gonna be great at that because you're gonna get bored with these stories and it's gonna happen naturally. Like yeah. I feel like you don't even have to try to remember a tag you wrote. Just like oh yeah, it, no, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I I'm excited to see this. Oh, well, like having more form. time on stage oh is just God, like, yes. I've never understood it until I did it. And yeah, you just, one, you have to fill the time. And two, you just have to be comfortable in like, whatever, not have crushing the whole time. And yes. I don't know. And just having enough space. Like when I would open for you, it'd be like, if I do a seven minute story of a 10 minute set, that, then I would put so much fucking fear in that set. I mean it's ballsy yeah, to do because a fucking... you, if you go into it you cannot bail and then you are in a seven minute set <laughs> and, and then they it are ended. with you yeah you till, can't yeah. just which I did with you still yes. and it like your crowds are incredible and it definitely helped a million fold but uh yeah well they are were I mean you're funny and so it just and you can tell whatever story and they have and they're so interesting and weird like your stories are just I'm almost jealous of how much you attract like the most amazing <laughs> stories but it's not even about you it's not like oh my god stories just happened to Andrew he's so lucky it's like you worked for that I was saying to someone recently oh my god this was a funny moment I was backstage with a comedian and um I was telling them uh, I was telling him how, you know, we were talking about our relationship in the past and I was like, you know, we weren't that close because I was jealous of you. And that's what, people are jealous of you. He, he was talking about someone that was kind of weird to him and didn't used to be. I go, because they're jealous. You got famous, you got successful and they're fucking jealous. And I used to be that way. I used to feel that way. And then he goes, jealous of me? And he starts listing off all these things like, you were jealous of me? Well, let me just tell you what's going on with me. He starts saying all these mm -hmm. things about his life currently. And I wanted to go, well, not, now like now i'm not like the way you are now no i don't want to be that but you couldn't like, I, before i knew you i wanted to be you but the funny part was i said you know what i realized was like i i'm not they go well you're you're just as talented and i go oh i know i go i'm jealous of your work ethic to be honest with you like i'm jealous of the way you work and i know that i work very hard but i work hard 
in a way that is really easy for me to work really hard. I show up, I do sets, I do a lot of podcasts, but the way in, I have talked about this a million times before, sorry to repeat it, but the way in which I feel like is actual work for me that I don't want to do, to me, work is stuff you don't want to do and that's hard for you. That's what feels like work to me. It's writing jokes. It's going over them. It's listening to my sets, all of these things. Because I was being followed around by this reporter for the Esquire and he was, and I think I said this already before on the podcast too, but he's like, Talking to us, me, Kurt Metzger, and um, uh, Jesselnick maybe backstage, and he was talking about, do you guys listen? You know, do you listen to your set afterwards? And Kurt's like, it changed my life listening to my set. Nikki, do you listen to your set? And I go, N- I record them all, but no, I've never, I don't do that. It's excruciating. And he's like, you got it. And I go, of course I know that. I go, and John the McDermott, who's interviewing me, he's like, why don't you? And I go, because I don't. It's hard, and I don't like listening to myself. And I go, I know I would be such a better comic if I did it. And he goes, but what? So you're leaving that on? And I'm like, I'm successful enough. I know it could be more, but this is fine. At some point you go, it's too uncomfortable and I'm happy with not Mm -hmm. doing that in order to just, uh, you know, not do that. But what I said to this person was, and I think it's the first time I've ever told someone who is extremely successful that I said, I, we, we are just as talented. You just work harder. Like your talent is, there's nothing different about you and I which is true for everyone. The thing about the the difference between you and Beyonce, and I'm talking to you listener and Beyonce or you and anyone that you go, wow, they are just, there are certain people that yes, Jamie Foxx, I think Beyonce, there are people that are born with like just talent in their bones, but it is hours of work. The Jackson five did not have a childhood. All they did was sing and dance and practice more hours a day than your dad worked in the coal mine like they they never they didn't have a life Mm -hmm. so the difference between you and the most talented person is always 99 percent of the time going to be that they worked harder so when i told this person i go oh i'm not jealous of like i know we have the same brain capable of the same things i'm i'm a genius just like you are comedically you just work in a you're just a harder worker yeah and they seem to be offended which i understand because Everyone wants to think that talent is like them. I'm special. And the truth is, even if it was special, you didn't choose your brain. You didn't, you you just got lucky that you got it. But people want to feel like, no, I'm smarter. I'm different. And yes, of course, there's different styles. But really, it was just interesting to see this person's face fall kind of when I go, oh, no, no, no. I'm not jealous of like your talent. Like we're just equally, our brains are equally capable of the same comedic genius for sure. And I was even giving them a compliment because I think I'm pretty good at comedy. I was saying, oh, we're equal. You just work, you work harder than me. And so you're going to be more successful and you're going to be better. And I could just see them being a little bit insulted because, and I realized at the time I would be too. But the truth is, it's the truth. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I, well, I was thinking about like, granted, I'm literally one headlining set into headlining. So it's like so ridiculous to even talk about, but it does make But me, as a headliner, but, you. But- <laughs> As a headliner, as, yes. my, as being a headliner, uh, when you would do five in a weekend, talking about doing the work and, and doing the time, like, there is no way to, other than if you fold in every fucking show, then to get better. So you were doing, like, when you were tired on Sunday, I, I kind of understood it, but didn't really, like, I, I did, and I, and then I was like, oh my God, this is the most draining thing on earth. And it is doing the work and just doing like, well, I don't record myself. I don't listen to my, all that, whatever. It's still work, for it's sure. It's still work. So 100%. like, 
I don't know. So like I learned but a lot. But I'm paid like, for that work. Huh? You do get paid and you get and paid pretty like, well. And even like even the sets I do that I don't get paid for, that's work too. But for me, showing up and doing a set is not as much work as me sitting at a computer and writing out a joke. So that's what I mean. But Agreed. I, but I'm just but saying like f- that five hours, like that's a lot. And and no, but I I, I was getting to the point of like Sorry, when, yes. I, when you're like, Oh, you know, stand up. Like I remember, you know, I'd get off stage and I'd be like, I can't believe I, they were laughing so hard. I did one hour, one time, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm good for a while. Like, I don't need this drug. Yeah, that's and the And then difference. you did it for 16 years, five shows a weekend. Granted, it's going to get you sharp, but you're also going to have a str- loathing for it in a way a, that a I understood finally. Of like, yeah. it's over. Like, the, let's, the show's over. Let's go home. I don't need to like, like, we don't need to go celebrate this set and keep the party going. I right. can't imagine. It's a little like, like, is that all there is? Yeah. yeah or it's just yeah. like, the job's over. Like, that. you know, I'm done with my shift. It's not yeah. like the first day on the job kind of thing where it's like, sometimes you work at a job and you're like, Oh my God, this is awesome. It's new. I'm having fun. I'm meeting all these new people and you have that energy. But um, I just think it's important for myself, I think more than anything to realize that, and I talked about this a million times, if you're feeling bad about yourself, comparing yourself to someone, the difference between you looking a certain way that you want to look, between you being successful in your career in a certain way, a lot of times it is, it's just luck as it, as it always really is when it comes down to it. But it's not because you're like stupider or less talented. It's just the way in which you work and your stamina. And you might, you do have the talent in you. You just might not have the stamina. And that's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow for me. Anya, is any of this yeah. resonating with you in terms totally. of like, it makes when me you think compare about- yourself? It makes me think about I took this acting program once and Richard Dreyfus was one of the teachers and he said, success is talent plus ambition. And some people have a lot of talent and not a lot of ambition and they won't be as successful. Some people have a shit ton of ambition, not that much talent. They'll be successful. But, you know, all of us know someone mediocre who's incredibly famous. They don't have a lot of talent, but they have a ton of drive. You know? Or someone who is so talented and you go, how are yes, they not the yes. most yeah. famous person alive? Yeah, they're like they sitting are in so their bedroom funny. writing the most incredible songs, but they don't want to get a manager or an agent or, you know, they don't want to like be on TikTok all day. I get it. Like the music business has changed so much. Yes. I can't stand being online and doing the 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 thing like well, this is part of being famous now like people don't really listen to full songs that often or full albums like they want you to so do a much viral hustling. video it's like do i want to do that i don't know <laughs> well anya i was thinking like i've been it's been so nice because on our girls chat anya has been sharing she joined a songwriting group which i know you were like a le- little even reluctant to do oh, which totally would be such reluctant. an interesting thing to do a joke writing group where like you get a subject so what tell us about this joke writing oh or this songwriting group i would love group. to join a joke writing group too um just as like a we novice do it honestly learn. that would be so fun <laughs> i should get a group together of people because we would all have to write a joke about one subject so tell us how it works and, and so i've been in I, this group. amazing people in this group yeah bob schneider out of austin texas who's an incredible singer songwriter started it decades ago i first joined like 20 years ago and i've written like half of my records are because of that group so every day every friday you get an assignment and the phrase is let's say like you know calendar boy i just invented that so you have to put calendar boy in a song and it's due tuesday 
So you have like four or five days, whatever, four days to write Calendar Boy, you know. And so we had one last week. The assignment was disirregardlessly, which is obviously oh not a word. No. It this that was, was a ripe This is. This, <laughs> yeah, it was yes. and that's the song it, I wrote. It was an ear. Anya wrote a song what? called Irape, and it. What she, the fuck? So she's been sharing these <laughs> songs serious. before she joined this group again. She was like, "I kind of don't want to because, <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be bad, and I'm not going to have it in and on time. And there's other people in this group, and like everyone hears it, and like and I haven't written I haven't in years. Spot. I'm like, yes. I lost it. Maybe I lost it. Yeah." <laughs> But, but you're she held wrote accountable. this Irape song. Yeah, it the, is so good. The cool thing I is, nobody. There's us. no feedback. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. There's no feedback though. Like no one will. People can say great job, but it's sort of almost encouraged. N- there's never been any rules, but no one will write back usually and be like, "That's amazing." It's just like you just turn it in. And Bob's whole philosophy is. Just do the song. Who gives a shit if it's a shitty mm. song? Just get it done. That's and it. And then you get That's kicked what... out of the group if you don't turn a song in. Oh. The rule is don't be afraid to sound bad. Just get it done because something bad is going to teach you something that's going to lead to something good rather than doing nothing because you're scared of being bad. We got to go to break. I wish we could hear the rap song because it has been in my head, but it is so good. And um, we play it, it feels here. like you did get your mojo back. I can send it to you. This, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Maybe we'll listen to it as we go to break right now. This is Irape, <laughs> a little bit of Irape from Anya Marina. Either mispronounced or fake, I can't stand those words you say. Loved you from afar till now, then you opened up your mouth. Irape, 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 Irape. For some amazing TV to stream, well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, 
we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Let's get to it. We've got a lot to get through, and we not have a lot of time because I talk too much. Let's get to <laughs> Fanthrax. It's time for Fanthrax. These are your voicemails from our fans. We love to hear it. Let's get to it. All right, let's start off with a voicemail from Benji. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. Love the pod. Uh, Bestie here from New York. Hi, Ben. Um, I just feel like Nikki would love this story, but me and a friend went out last night to go to this random bar. And when we got there, they were like, are you two here for the Taylor Swift party that's happening downstairs? And we were like, um, we had absolutely no idea that that was a thing. But yes, we are 100% here for it. <laughs> um, and we just danced for three hours in a room full of Swifties to all of her best songs. I mean, all of her songs are her best songs. But it was <laughs> like maybe the Swiftie. best night of my life. Um, anyway, I felt like Nikki would totally love the idea of just dancing with a room full of Swifties. Um, I've seen but it. apparently they do it like She's every two weeks happy. in New York. So if you're ever around, you should totally go check it out. It is totally a vibe. Benji, thank you so much. Um, I have been to one of these and they happen everywhere. Or is it Philadelphia, if Swift, right? Yeah, yeah, we went to yeah. one in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, there's one coming up in St. Louis I'm going to go to. The last one turned into a super spreader event. But this one... Um, <laughs> But they happen everywhere if you're a Swifty. And they actually are happening with all types of music. So if you're a fan of a certain band that has a big following, chances are there will be like a sing-along thing to go to. It is so... It's like... It's the closest you can get to going to a concert. Because first of all, at concerts, everyone sings along anyway. Yeah, so you artist, don't even hear yeah. the artist. It is so fun. And it reminded me of like, maybe that's something I can go to during my vocal rest as long as I do not sing... Or because sometimes when I think I'm not singing and I'm just like, like it's mouthing, it does come out. But man, it is. I love a stumble on something mm. great. You know, that happens in New York more than anywhere. You just stumble yeah. and you're like, oh, I remember I stumbled and, and Blues Traveler was playing. The guy from Blues Traveler uh, with the basses from Fish in like a little bar. And I was like, oh, oh, look at this Tuesday night. Wait, what's that guy's name again? <sighs> John Pop, John, yeah, yeah, harmonica vest, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like that, I love That's a stumble. Awesome. You know, have you ever stumbled into anything? Stumbled into something so awesome. Um, comedians' birthday parties, gonorrhea. <laughs> Man, was that the same party? <laughs> it's a comedian named Gonorrhea. Oh, he's yeah. great. That's earthquake. He does one-liners. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm sure I've stumbled. I mean, l literally, I've stumbled a lot, but no, never, nothing ever comes to, nothing comes to mind now. Of, I'm sure there's one that I'm just gonna think of uh, in one hour and be like, oh, that was the best stumble. Um, but this is a stumble in and of itself. Let's get to the next Fanthrax. Okay. Here's a mispronunciation from Mary. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, Noah. This is Mary from Kansas City. And I am calling in with a mispronunciation, and it's actually from 
Wednesday's episode, and I hope I don't sound like a brat for pointing this out. What and did I, I may do? not be the first, but I laughed out loud every single time I heard Andrew say ocular implant, and he was so consistent. And there was no question in his voice. And I just kept picturing people having eyeballs implanted or transplanted um, instead of probably what he meant was cochlear implant. Oh, cochlear. Yeah, I like Nikki didn't so, know until the end. Anyway, thank you for the laugh. You <laughs> always really provide the laughs, even if it's unintentional. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nikki, hope all goes well with your oh, surgery. Sweet. And thank you. have a great day. Thank Bye. you. What's her name again? She's in Mary. Kansas Mary in Kansas City, um, I'm almost more embarrassed I didn't catch it yeah. than Andrew should be that he said it. Yeah. There was a lot of conversation. I, I know, a, I think it's a cochlear. I've always heard it pronounced, not co- cochlear, but nuclear. A nuclear implant. <laughs> That's in my song. Nuclear. Oh, yeah, nuke. Yeah, it's in your Arape song. My favorite thing, I don't remember when we were talking about cochlear. Cochlear implants, uh, my aunt but it Nancy is so has fun. Had ocular implant, apparently. Oh, oh my god! But you got it's, blue eyes. No, when um, <laughs> I, my favorite thing is when babies get them and they hear for the first time their mama's voice, and, and then, then they, they turn start, it off. But this is my favorite. <laughs> this is my impression. <laughs> you hear Julie's okay. voice. You're like, I'm good for another eight. You have to see the YouTube of me doing the impression of a baby with a cochlear implant. Okay, so I'm just a baby being like. Hey, baby. Hey. No, over here, baby. It's mommy. Mommy's here. They just, they, they jolt their head in such a way and then just stare like, but I love the like initial, as soon as it turns on, they're like. <laughs> the jolt. so sweet. Cute. Have you ever seen YouTubes of colorblind children yeah. wearing glasses? It's one of the biggest things I ever color. cry out. I want my boyfriend to be colorblind so bad so on our wedding day I can get him that and he can cry. I get mad I at those it. videos a little. Why? Because... They see color because, for the first time, and no, that's remind you how these, beautiful the world no, is. I get that, but these parents, what are you saving? Like, how much are these glasses? They, they could have like got them five years bucks. ago. Yeah, I don't know. I feel no, like it's well, a lot like of people cannot afford that, Andrew. No, no, I know that. Okay, or they I might not so. have existed then. Yeah. yeah. Well, how long have they existed for? I'm just saying. Like, They've existed for a while, months. but. I, Okay. I do think though that they are so expensive and like are they though? I will. How much can do I just we? Say, how much are they? Do we they're know? Probably, I'm guessing around six hundred bucks, but that's probably close <laughs> enough. But that is a lot of money for some people. Just and get I want to just blue say blockers and have the them other see day blue the whole time. on Reddit there was this there's this subreddit called um, thrift store finds and there's a thing called if someone finds something and they just don't buy it they say catch and release and they just like show a picture of it and go like it's awesome but I couldn't buy it and it was a picture of Bob Saget that says you're cool you're too cool love Bob Saget not to not to anyone a great little frame picture of Bob Saget and it said catch and release and everyone in the thing is like he's dead get it this is so cool like he died like that's a that's probably not worth something or just you know mm-hmm. worth something for the fact that it's him and the guy goes it was five dollars i don't have the money for that oh. and it really put things in perspective yeah. of like well now i feel some people don't head. and everyone just goes it was five dollars that is worth skipping a meal whatever it's like and this person was like i'm here to like buy clothing for my children i'm not buying a framed picture of bob saget on the off chance that he and the person didn't even know he was dead and um but it what it put in perspective of like you don't get to just you know, I don't know. I was dr- like the yesterday going from London 
to Boston. We were, mm-hmm. you know, the the drive to the airport was supposed to be a half hour, and it turned into it was a two hour, two hours to get in, in traffic. And when you leave and to the airport, I don't understand how you made your flight still. Uh, because we left in enough time like we got there an hour before our flight took off and we were able to check bags up to an hour before thank god and it was dead Heathrow was dead but I was thinking I said to Chris it's fine because there are flights tomorrow out I was looking I could buy them and I go cause I have money but what the fuck your life is so well you don't go to London there's no well well, what if you save up for London and something happens where, like, you know, there was oh, a, yeah. an accident yeah. or, or the weather or something? It's like everyone's just I for, and I used to feel this way too. Of like, I remember I used to have a joke about looking at a box of Tampax pearls and being like, someday when my <laughs> ticket comes in, I can have pearls, and really feeling that way. And I think I can lose perspective sometimes, but. The, the, I used to think the same thing about those glasses, so I'm not making you feel like a jerk about it. Being like, why doesn't everyone get them to see color? But six hundred dollars is a well, fuck look, ton of money, especially if you have now. kids. They're that, under a hundred now. They so are now. I feel better about myself. But okay. they're not wow. the good ones. The, Next you only thracks. see two colors. It's for every- Cocular. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to pay an extra hundred bucks for each color you want to see at the rainbow. For Roy seven hundred dollars, you can see. You want to get just Roy J. <laughs> For eighty, you can see gray. What color, if you could eliminate from your like life, would you eliminate? If you had one color and like every kind of shade of that color, you have mm. to get rid of. Bright yellow. Oh, forsake you, Anya, really? my special. How oh, are you going true. to enjoy my special? And her Jimmy Kimmel. I'm just kidding. I, I liked it on your special. I don't know why. I love, just Why didn't I say purple? She'd rather you naked. No, Nikki. no, no. I um Purple, I, I think it's too pinkish, and I love the color pink. I would get rid of hmm. blue. I think I would get rid of blue. Orange Even though me. skies, blue. fuck. Yeah, blue's everywhere. Shit, I mean, but you can't is... get rid of black, and you can't get rid of gray. You can't get rid of brown. You got to get rid of like one of Orange. the Roy G. Bivs. Orange. Orange, oh, orange. Yeah, fuck That's orange. Yeah. You don't fuck need orange. orange. But burnt I don't orange is not bad. Oh, shit, but. the sun, sunsets. Okay, well, it's okay. <laughs> we already decided we're getting rid of orange. All right, okay. next Fanthrax. Uh, next one is from Emma. <laughs> Hi, besties. It's Emma, OG fan here. Got to see you, Nikki and Andrew, live in San Francisco this year and meet you guys. So uh-huh. that was really awesome. Oh. It was and also Andrew my was birthday, right so that yeah. was like, the best birthday ever and i corralled my friends to come with me even though they had never listened but they all loved it and had a great time so that was really fun for me when nikki started reddit dump last year she said forced orgasms but i heard it as forest orgasms (laughs) and so me being intrigued was like hmm People having orgasms in the forest? That's interesting. So I download Reddit and I'm scouring Reddit for this. Come to find out, she said forced orgasms. So funny misunderstanding, mispronunciation story. Love you guys. Jack Black. Jack Black. Emma, that's so funny because for a while they took down forced orgasms on Reddit and that is my porn go-to. If you want to see what I'm into, that's it. And it's probably telling you too much. I feel like a but forest they, and a forest is very... They go together. I'm not kidding you. If you go to Force Orgasms right now, and this is this was recorded probably two weeks ago, if you scroll deep enough, you will see up on... I just went there the other night. There is a woman tied to a tree yeah. in a forest. Yeah. And she made like a fantasy. She's like, I was walking on a hike and this man tied me up. And it was just, oh. you know, she's doing a character. But there was a forest Orgasm in Forced Orgasm. Um, 
and it was weird they Meta. forced orgasms disappeared from reddit for a while i don't know why i think the word forced sometimes in um Pornhub, I don't think they allowed the word forced. X videos, I don't think they allowed it. Hamster, X hamster, whatever. <laughs> like, there's different porn sites that will allow the word forced You'll and others that it. won't. You'll find it. Um, so like, I think they took it down for a while and I was really sad, but now it's back up. And it's all consensually forced, so it's CF. Um, but it is it is forced orgasms is the name of the subreddit that I love very much and that girls are having a lot of time, good times and they're having a lot of forced orgasms that are Have awesome. Have you ever hooked up with anyone in the woods? Have you ever had tent sex? I've and hooked up with someone wearing Abercrombie Woods. Uh, it was on a hill, yes. <laughs> on a on hill. A hill. All right. Nice. Yeah, in a nice. in Memorial Park. Oh, in a my park. God. Yeah. In was the Bay totally Area. Totally underwhelming. It, it's like the equivalent of beach sex or hot tub sex. What time like, was this at? Uh, 11:47 p.m. <laughs> oh, no, but it was late at night. You were in a park. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. scary to me. Yeah, it just felt stupid. It's I just, once I'm not that Gigi in a park. You're not that GGG. What did you do, Nikki? What in a park? I gave uh, I gave Felicio in a park in like a um in a city park. Where um, at a bus stop in St. Louis? <laughs> it was in Los Angeles in like Beverly Hills, I think. Whoa, it was just like, fancy. and we were talking, and it was kind of like a fight you know mm-hmm. um and then we made up and then it just started happening and i was like no <laughs> we can't and he was just like i think you're going to and i was like no i can't and um and then it was just happening and it was just like it it's it's, it's thrilling cuz you can get arrested very easily and then charged if it's near a school you can like be a whoa labeled a pedophile the rest of your life like those are the times of things that you risk when you do that so don't do that out there um <laughs> did you ever have four sex Mm, not with anyone. Just, just himself <laughs> in a tree. Yeah, just alone. <laughs> I was curled up in the, if a uh, man in the middle of a red by himself and the tree falls. Did it ever happen? Uh, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I hope oh not either. My God. You and Bigfoot. That's, how you, that, yeah, that's how you met that uh, fucking guy to open for you. <laughs> Bigfoot. Wow. Do you know there are me- there are people that believe Bigfoot yes. is real? Yes. I was gonna write a joke about it that I this guy was so hot one time, and I liked him so much that I truly heard him out about Bigfoot being real and started <laughs> yeah. almost believing that's it. That's hilarious. That's how much. That's how people that's get how into hot cults. This guy was. Yes. I'm not kidding you. I was when I found out he believed in Bigfoot. I was like, God uh-huh. damn it, why? does this guy have to believe in Bigfoot? Like this ruins everything. Like I can't marry someone that, like my fantasy for our life. And then I got on board with Bigfoot. No, I was like, can I ask a question about Bigfoot? Do you know it anything about happen. it? Did you, did you? I, yeah, I learned a little okay. bit about it. Yeah. So how old is Bigfoot? Has he had kids? Because at this point, Bigfoot is not just one Bigfoot. I mean, it is a okay. species so big that is on the human chain. Like it's on the chimpanzee <laughs> monkey chain of like humans that somewhere along the line, it stopped and it's up in the, the Pacific Northwest among okay. other places and they've never been caught because um i don't know um it just doesn't fit with I his don't know. Some story of shows in spokane i think they were in the audience they're the, <laughs> they're the biggest motherfuckers i've ever it's like i really remember getting on board with it this guy was very convincing and hot and it was just okay, a, it was so such an multiple. example of how much a hot guy can make you just go yeah, I don't like my sister either. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I want to talk to her. Like, just like mm-hmm. completely abandon who you are. Um, all right. Fan- f- like, make you put a wig on and go to Final England thought. or like do something like. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it anytime. <laughs> Final thought. <laughs> okay. Um, let's 
Let's do two more because I really want to share this one. It's a very vulnerable story from Sophie. Love a vulnerable. Hello, friends. This is Sophie from Sweden with a story about orgasms before knowing about orgasms. When listening to Nikki talk about not having orgasms before toys, I got thinking about my first orgasm. I was like nine or ten. It was summer at some kind of daycare type of place. The playground at this place had ropes hanging next to the swings meant for climbing, like with knots on them. I was just hanging on this rope with my legs crossed when it started to feel good and eventually it happened. And I I got terrified though. I I remember running to the bathroom to check my underwear because it almost felt as if I had pissed my pants. And this eventually led to me using blankets for masturbating. I twirled them up like ropes. And I remember sometimes in PE, we had competitions to see who could hang on to a rope the longest. And there I was, hanging on a rope, having quiet orgasms in front of everyone. I'm in my 30s, and this is the first time I talk about this. Oh, so I love thank you. you for giving me a place to share oh, it. I, I love, love you. you all. And I love you. Ejaculate. Ejaculate. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, mean, I was on I her ca- podcast. That I, was I unbelievable. I cannot believe how sexy her voice was. I had chill. Like my, I have still have goosebumps from listening to how ASMR that was. That was ASMR, but also sexy. I for, I tried to black out how young you were during that yeah. story so I could enjoy it in a sexual way. Um that was thank you so much for sharing that i think so many people relate to oh, humping blankets rope. humping ropes hum- humping um parallel bars um and also not really under understanding each one give them equal opportunity don't leave one out what about the uneven but, bars don't forget about them. no they come from the wrong side of town um and a lot of people orgasm when they're hanging like in grade school I, my best friend in grade school used to hang or on in the a desk. closet with their belt around their neck um, wait wait what wait, hang from hanging a, what yeah you know she was saying she was hanging from a rope and she started to yeah feel good. yeah like my best friend used to hang on a desk like suspend herself you know like like this i you can't, can't understand really what you're saying oh, you can't understand what i'm saying Sorry. no like hang yourself from a desk like yeah. what is keeping like imagine what's your per- elbows are on the desk and you lean all your body weight forward and your legs oh you're like off what's the touching chair vagina then Nothing. Nothing. It's oh. just a pressure and it builds pr- up. Yes. Well, I actually heard a technique maybe on Reddit or somewhere where leaning on things and hanging on them, like you're saying, like leaning on a table, like putting all your weight forward and um, probably crossing your legs in a really intense way is also uh, would send you to that kind of place. But um, guys yeah, with I mean, ropes felt great. I, I would <laughs> climb a lot of ropes. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you well, if it was I would be up there a while. It's so yeah. fascinating. And then I you'd mean, slide down. It would, yeah, it was fantastic. I'll really? never forget. I mean, I've mm-hmm. said it before. I'll never forget Kirsten's front porch, waiting for my parents to come get me, and we we're just hanging out, like you know, hanging on the bars, like the the railing. And there was a little like they are shaped like butt plugs, like the little 
um, markers at each end of it. And there was this one and I just like sat on top of it and it kind of hit my asshole a little bit. And I remember just being like, that feels so good that there's something wrong with me. Like I can't ever do that again. God is, I don't even believe in God, but it felt too good. I wish I could see that. And it's still, I'm not kidding you. I like, I hope this doesn't, it could come back to haunt me. I'll stand by it. I enjoy that more than the other place. Honestly, like it's a different feeling to me, but I am grateful that I have it because I do know what it feels like to have things in your vagina. It feels amazing. I and weird. I can you definitely that rope backward. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> I knew at a young age where something, there was something special about that other place that I was like, Oh no. And I, I don't think at that age, I, I mean, definitely at that age, did not think anything would ever happen back there that could, but I just knew, don't ever do that again, Nikki, it is wrong. It feels too good. And I still feel that way about things that are that too pleasurable. Can you tell that story as a Swedish woman now? So, so it actually turns time, people on. I was, um, I was very young. I was waiting for my mom to come pick me up at my friend Kirsten's and I was of age so you can enjoy the story so what's of I age in Sweden well it's whatever you wanted to do in your head but if you are jerking off to this it is fine and everything is uh, legal and so I, I I climbed upon the um the banister and it grazed my asshole and I, I have to say I was feeling things this and it sounds like I'm making fun of her but honestly I'm just no, trying to recreate how no, fucking hot that was I guarantee she's laughing hysterically okay good yeah. I hope she's climbing. not hurt but it, it was I would really hire her to make ASMR uh, things and if you're not doing that already it was I mean, I'm literally feeling like I just wet my pants because of that story from her. I'm not kidding you. It really turned me on in some weird way, but it also made me feel safe. I'm confused. Okay, let's get to the last fanthrax. Okay, last fanthrax is from Tom, who's in the UK, and he needs some advice. Okay, Tom. Hello, Nikki Andrena. Hello, Tom. Tom. I'm 19. I'm from the UK. Can I just Mm. say, first off, I've been a fan of yours, Nikki, since like I was... 15, 16, which was probably way too young to be listening to what you were saying, but <laughs> I feel like it's helped me a lot. Aww. I've literally probably listened to every single podcast you've ever made. But anyway, oh I'm in a bit of a dating predicament. So I'm 19, I'm gay. I've never really been able to date before because I live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. But recently, because I've gone to university in a city, I've actually started dating guys, which is nice. I've found this one guy, we're like a month in, and I fully feel like I love him. And it's just going great. I can see a serious relationship happening here, but there's a big but. Okay. (laughs) He's bi and only ever had relationships with girls before. Mm. And his last one lasted years, and it was really serious. And I just don't know what to think about it. All my friends are telling me to be cautious. And be careful because he does seem a bit flip floppy, and I don't know really what to do. Okay, guys, take on it. Anyway, Mm. thank you, uh, Tom. I'm guessing just because he's British, it feels like he spells his name T H O M. So Tom, um, first of all, thank you for listening to everything I've done. Makes me feel so good, and um, you just seem so sweet. And I'm so excited that you're in your first relationship. I would say to people who think that bisexual people are more of a threat to your relationship or like becoming 
monogamous with them than maybe if they were fully gay, fully straight, is that people are like, well, you can't be a woman for him, so he's going to need women. Well, you can't be every man for him either, so would he need every other man? So this whole argument that bisexual people are just like, cannot be reined in, not one person will ever please them is completely false and is something that people project onto you because Mm -hmm. of their own fears. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, you are 19. It's your first love. Chances are this ain't it. And I hate to say that to you because that is not what anyone wants to hear in their first love. But fucking treat it like it's it. Who cares? Like, I think take this guy for what he's telling you. Like, if he's being squirrely, if you're feeling like confused, you know, that's the classic thing. If you're confused, he's not that into you. If you're not confused, he is into you. So if you're feeling that, but um, I think voicing these kind of concerns to him would be good. I'm not sure if your concern is that he's bisexual or that he's just kind of a little bit squirrely anyway. Um, And I wonder if he's out to everyone in his life as a bisexual or if he's a man who's experimenting with his bisexuality and you're maybe the first which could be tricky but i'm so excited for you um this is just the beginning of a lifetime of falling in love maybe with this guy over and over maybe with you know other people but um i don't think you should shy away from dating bisexual men i don't think it is a red flag anya any thoughts no from, i think um, that's great advice the only thing yeah. is you know you when my friends are all telling me be careful i i want to listen to that because i'm when i'm in love i tend to you know it's destabilizing it's exciting but i'm trying to listen to my friends more and more so that might be something to look out for but all everything nikki said is right on go for it and andrew noah uh, i think you should dump them <laughs> <laughs> and move on with your life you're in a city now you don't have to be a farmer boy anymore no no i think when people find out advice. bisexual they're like oh yeah no it's so true he's gonna he's gonna need that other yeah. thing that you can't give him and it's just not true. I love the I love the uh, the point out of like yeah. There's also a million other guys that he could have, but he chose yeah. you, right? Like it yeah. makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, he sounds like a an amazing human being who's like just like figuring so out the city, and he like grew up like you know, know. in the middle of nowhere, That's and so so, cool. so you put so much pressure on it too. Yeah. So don't put too much pressure on it. You could love him all you want, but just don't. Don't be easy on your on yourself in the relationship. Like it's hard. Yeah, it is hard though. Like I never want to tell people in their twenties or teens, like this isn't going to last forever. Like because it probably isn't. Like statistically, it just doesn't usually work that way. And you don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Even when I was thirty five with guys that I knew (laughs) would not be, and my friends would be like, "This is fun for now," and I'd be like, "How dare you?" But just. And just be in the moment because who knows the world could end tomorrow and this would be your only guy. So just have fun. But um, I think with you, it's like it's not like you also honesty. <laughs> Nikki, I love so. it. Like he, uh, Nikki, you're dating a guy, but he also loves um, himself too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like other way. He also loves women too. It's like no, he's just <laughs> he's what? Wait, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Like the idea of like. This guy. Oh, oh the guy that is, guys that I have dated, I would prefer them to be bisexual <laughs> yeah, as the, opposed to loving guys, yeah, themselves. women and themselves. I'm in a poly relationship with them and themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in a threesome. <laughs> that does seem like if you want to be with me, you have to put up with the fact that I'm always going to love myself more than you. 
And when we FaceTime, I'll be looking at my own self and not see you even for a second, even though you are dying your eyebrows and they look like Groucho Marx. And I didn't even notice the whole time we were on the phone. That really happened to me one time when I was talking to a narcissist for a really long time. He didn't notice that my eyebrows were completely black. Groucho Marx the entire time. I answered the phone going like, hello. And he, we had an hour long conversation before he even looked at me because he was such a narcissist, which are, don't we all stare at ourselves? Have his glasses on? On this, um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have his crouches on? Uh, thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. Uh, could have been colorblind and, and and talked. Yeah, he could have been. That's true too. Um, thank you so much. We will be back with more shows shortly. Uh, very shortly. I'm still recovering from surgery, but we'll figure it all out. I will have a different voice the next time you hear me, but not too different. And um, Can I, uh, I'm going to be back with a new disease. St. Louis Helium, October 6th. Yes. October 6th, St. Louis Helium. Show, so come on out. and uh, Come out. If you want to plan a trip to St. Louis, come on down. Yeah. Um, please That'll come. be so fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and I'll be on and, tour with Eric Hutchinson September 21st through 24th. Longer sets, Boston, D.C., Philly, and New York City. Oh, oh fuck yeah. yes. Eric Hutchinson's amazing, too. That's uh, If you never heard of him, like... First of all, just go to see Anya and then you can leave. It doesn't matter. But like, definitely go support those shows. Um, a fun night out. And um, and I will be back on tour in October. Uh, Iowa is my first date. So get tickets now. And then we are back on the road consistently. And um, new tour dates coming out soon. Um, and as always, we'll be here on the podcast. So check this out as well. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for waiting for me to get healed again and being patient with one podcast a week. I love you so much. Thank you for the Panthrax. Uh, don't be kuh. And Jack. Jack. Hello. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jack, Jack. 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 Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. 
Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 